hello, uh, welcome back. I am Dipru, the host, and uh, I have four people, two of whom will fight for the growth of growth marketing and two will uh, take sides of product and hopefully let's see who the wins. Uh, I, I've been on both the sides of the divide and uh, I have my own views, but I will not try to, I will not try to express them. So uh, uh, we will go alphabetically in trying to uh, in introduction. So Ashish, why don't you start? Yeah, sure. Uh, sure, Dipto. So uh, hi, guys. Uh, Ashish Agrawal here. So uh, I've, I've been working for almost 13 plus years now, uh, last 10 years of which has been mostly into digital marketing. So I'm a software developer. I started uh, being a software developer. Then I got my uh, MBA in marketing. So I have a love for both technology as well as marketing. So digital marketing is something which kind of marries both of them. And I really love this field. And uh, yeah, it, it, it has been uh, great being a part of the evolution of this. And I am very happy to be a part of uh, this chat that Dipto has put together today. Yeah. Pradeep. Yeah. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, thank you so much, Dipto, for so, having me. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I thought that, that wasn't quite alphabetical, but we'll yeah. go with that. Uh, yeah, so uh, I've been a SaaS marketer um, and actually been on both sides of the fences, done both growth and product marketing for about four and a half years, uh, primarily in the customer engagement uh, SaaS space, uh, worked at the likes of CleverTap and Netcore Cloud. Um, and uh, it's been a fascinating uh, experience, um, uh, meaning which that it, it's hard to sort of like pick a side but I will have to uh, put my uh, bias thinking cap on today and uh, really stand ground along with uh, Molshri uh, on this conversation today. So um, really looking forward to this. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think let's get this show on the road. Molshri. Thank you, Dipto. Um, this is Molshri Sharma. I'm the director of marketing at Zykus. Currently in my role, I'm handling uh, product marketing, uh, analyst relations, content marketing, and uh, customer marketing, essentially all the activities and even growth marketing for the existing customers. But in the past, in my 11 and a half years of tenure, I have actually handled different facets of marketing, including growth marketing, partner marketing, sales enablement, and all these different kinds of marketing that we are talking about today, including digital and all. So I think I'm happy to support product marketing today, but in general, I support marketing. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Thanks, Dipto, for having me. Uh, thanks, guys, for the introduction. Uh, my name is Rohit. Uh, I have uh, been, the last seven years, I have been in SaaS. I started uh, with WebEngage, then moved on to CleverTab, then to Netcore. And right now, I am uh, in a part of the marketing org at ZoomInfo. Um, I have had, so I started out as a content marketer, uh, did bits and pieces of product marketing in the past, but did not know it was called that. And uh, then moved into growth for the past three years almost. Uh, loved every bit of it, loved every bit of being in SaaS. Off work, I am a poet and uh, at times stand-up comics at unknown clubs. So, yeah. Okay, so thank you. So first question, and this is to both. Do you think demand generation of growth marketing, uh, and I'll, this all four can address, and I'll ask the same question a little bit later, will report to eventually, or start reporting to the sales function or the chief revenue officer? How many of you think so and why? And why not? Rohit, why don't you go? Uh, so the trend that I'm seeing all across, uh, I see that happening. And I don't say, I, while I agree to the reality of it, 
I don't say I'm happy about it because at the end of it, it should report into always report into a marketing leader and not a revenue focused uh, because it becomes very tactical. It becomes a very quarter to quarter thinking, and that's why I don't want, don't agree to it. But yes, I I'll not deny the writing on the wall. That is sort of what is happening, uh, and and I can see for in the foreseeable future as well. Ashish, yeah, I kind of uh, agree with uh, Rohit's thoughts on this. Uh, actually, I've uh, also reported to a sales leader sometime back in my career, and I've felt the difference. You know, so I agree. Like it becomes a little tactical and. there are a lot of things which cannot be uh, you know in marketing uh, you know just uh, be attributed to uh, just revenue you know there's a lot of things which work in the background which kind of set the sales for you know uh, sales uh, or lead generation going forward to so i think there are a lot of elements so ideally it should there should be a marketing leader who has that kind of a thinking but yeah uh, i mean uh, uh, the the wind the wind is blowing towards that and so Uh, ultimately i uh, i think marketing eventually is looked at as something where you know sales function becomes a client for marketing so in that sense yeah i mean the expectation is that slowly it will move in that direction but uh, i mean i agree with rohit so ideally there should be a marketing leader we should be reporting into who understands marketing yeah pradeep mochi do you have a different point of view on growth marketing well i would just like to add what what ashish mentioned uh, now ashish mentioned about the wave and the wind uh but i believe in turning that uh, wind or stopping that wave i definitely agree with both rohit and ashish that there should be a central marketing function if uh, demand generation or growth marketing will report into sales function then sales is defocused from their revenue generation goal which is not good and if sales gets into marketing then marketing becomes more mechanical in nature and less creative so i would say a tiff between sales and marketing should be there so it should be two different functions and it is better for the company in general to achieve that growth and obviously it will uh, ride the bottom uh, it will actually hit the bottom line in the right manner so i i would agree to both uh, rohit and ashish's point yeah, just to uh, add to that uh, while i'm in agreement with what's happening in terms of the trend uh, there are two facets i'd like to uh, bring to the table here number 1 uh, you know this seems like a force fit in terms of uh, forcing the agenda for sales and marketing alignment uh, number 2 there is a cultural angle here so when it's a sales driven organization you are bound to see uh, such a move gather momentum but even for organizations that are not heavily sales driven or maybe you know more focused on uh, self serve what happens is this sort of pushes the realm towards them becoming more sales driven so there is a cultural aspect to this as well uh, which needs to be taken into consideration uh, you know while organizations are well, what, is the, what, is the cult, what is the cultural cultural aspect so uh, the point i made was there are sales driven organizations that would adopt such a structure more easily but there are also organizations that may not be that heavily sales focused or sales driven so to speak and for them to align uh, you know marketing or growth marketing to uh, sales and then uh, sort of muddle the um, you know sort of collaboration between revenue and uh, sales as such may sort of uh, you know it would end it would sort of um, you know create a situation where they don't have a choice but to be more sales driven companies who are not sales driven might become more sales driven especially in a situation like this so let me flip the question a bit yesterday sure. i was talking i was talking to uh, the head of product management at uh, zykers 
he said i asked him specifically he said that uh, i asked him whether product marketing will report to product management he said he will be happy with it and he also felt that yes the movement is happening so how many feel that product marketing as a function uh, freshworks reserve already has it where product marketing reports to product management so is that a trend because you you guys said that growth marketing seems to be going that way reporting to sales function product marketing reporting to product management is that happening or do you see it happening pradyut that's definitely uh, already in the works and i've uh, worked at organizations that have again uh, where pmm has reported into marketing and pmm has gradually reported into pm as well and there is a marked difference in the way pmm is structured the way okrs are uh, decided and doubled down on and the way the entire function sort of uh, evolves so that's a trend that will definitely continue to gather more momentum um even more so in uh, multi products as companies where a closer alignment with pm i feel is definitely more beneficial uh, and in terms of uh, unlocking value when it comes to the pmm function okay yeah so diptarop i believe that there are different uh, schools of thought i would say that some uh, product marketing function when report into product management function would do really well because they have that kind of objective some product marketing functions would remain as independent functions but my viewpoint eventually product marketing should not report into product management the only thing is when product management is conceptualizing or developing a particular product then they have a product in mind it's technical in nature it's functional in nature it's not marketing when it comes to the crude uh, product comes to marketing and i'm talking about software product and saas marketing then uh, there's a lot of scope to package that particular crude product with uh creative messaging punchy lines uh and i would say to highlight the strengths and uh, maybe create an objection handling uh document and which is more like a messaging which can cover the shortcomings against the competition so i would say that either if uh, we are going towards tech marketing world where product marketing is reporting into product management becoming very techy in nature or else product marketing b2b is blurring uh, with b2c where we are actually uh, making sure that the messaging messaging is bang on in the sense the mess- messaging is uh, punchy it's uh, it's uh, catchy and it appeals to the end user or the c level executives uh, that we are selling to so i think b2b when uh, b2b and b2c boundaries when blur into each other makes the best product marketing output that's what so, that's what so are you, are you saying rohit we agree that uh, messaging and uh, creativity is not a uh, not a forte of growth marketers do you agree with that you can't come out with creative messages it's not about the fo- being uh, the forte it's about the choice that you make uh, choosing that profile i uh, i mean anybody in marketing can write like anybody else but uh, it's the muscle that you build by doing that job over and over again by launching more and more products and creating all of those messaging metrics i think uh, as as a kra it should lie with product marketing i think it's more of a question about responsibility than the ability of it what about you ashish what you have a different point of view so uh, i i think dipto uh, like uh, if you are if you are working in marketing there is no choice but uh, like you have to be creative that's why you are in marketing it's just that i think in growth marketing maybe you have a opportunity to express your creativity in different ways like for example if i have to take a option like uh, uh, we 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 come up with uh, the content calendar let's say for seo related content you know to try and increase traffic and eventually 
get uh, get more people uh, going through your content etc so uh, all that cannot happen if you are uh, creatively inclined because you need to come up with like a calendar which is uh, also creative which appeals to your end customer and also makes sense for your brand so i mean i think the creativity is definitely applied but maybe you know product marketing does it in a different way which is more uh, related to end copywriting per se so it comes across as being more creative but i think uh, even growth marketers ca- cannot do so without being creative at the end of the day so i think it's expressed a little differently is what i feel yeah so so let me just now uh, give uh, a warm heat it up a bit so there is a, uh, a school of thought which is coming up uh, which is integrated marketing and let me explain it okay so there are a lot of definitions of integrated marketing uh, in a multiple product company or a, maybe a single product company let's take first example of uh, netco say for example you have personalization as a product and you have um, analytics as a product right so personalization you have a product marketing need under each under it is a demand generation person which we will call it sometimes a field marketing person which is basically the the events and all the stuff for that uh, okay and maybe a digital marketing person right uh, the demand generation person works on the abm part or the persona icp and all the stuff definitions and all the stuff and maybe even a product marketing person who creates the messaging and positioning and all the stuff okay so here uh, the growth marketing or head of growth as a you know, function becomes a part of product marketing right and uh, uh, the role of growth marketing diminishes uh, uh, Zoho experimented with that, but I think they abandoned it. But some companies are going that direction. Like Isat is is experimenting now. Maybe they will uh, adopt that uh, functionality or whatever. So, uh, and I'm talking about. Uh, so in that case, what happens to each of these respective functions? And maybe, and that is a journey which is happening, right? You don't see the opposite, which means you don't see a head of growth under which there is a product marketer. or a uh, uh, and a uh, uh, event marketer and all the stuff you see the other way around okay at least some of it maybe you have seen it differently but that's what i've observed so what is then the role going to be uh, what's going to happen to marketing so uh, i'll i'll just take a stab at this first so in terms of the uh, structure that you outlined you may not have like a head of growth or a um, like a lead product marketer for that particular product generally what i've seen is there is a product owner so there is a product owner who then has a digital or a growth marketing representative someone from product marketing and uh, so on and so forth like it's basically like a crack team of maybe four or five focused on that particular product line uh, and this just buys into the entire movement towards having those micro or mini cmos or heads of growth for each of these different product lines uh, and i think it's a shift that will gather more and more momentum uh, primarily because of the pros that it really brings to the table um you know especially in terms of the cross functional collaboration um that uh, it can really benefit teams with uh, predominantly i'm talking about marketing cross functional collaboration in terms of utilization of uh, resources to the optimal level uh, in terms of transparency in budget allocation use and impact and uh, essentially there is a clearer path to achieving the metrics that matter the most so um, you're going to see this shift happen more and more uh, as you pointed out in multi product saas companies and uh, this is a structure that will definitely take root uh, whether it works for all products is difficult to say it's a trial and error thing that uh, we're going to have to wait and watch but you will definitely see more organizations adopt such an approach even years i would like to say that uh, obviously um 
if we just want to personify these functions so say for example uh, product marketing is the thought in the mind because when launching a particular product or the entire suite of products that thought is very important that how are you taking this message to the market and uh, i would say digital marketing or you mentioned field marketing or you mentioned uh, growth marketing they are voice of that particular thought and that voice is uh, i think the main medium whatever digital channel or offline channel but that voice is very important to take that message out in the market so when i say that when in a human body uh, voice works without thought then it doesn't make sense if thought uh, is there but voice is not there to convey that message then doesn't make sense so i would say a uh, very strong collaboration and when part of the same lead or team lead or as you mentioned that there is a product head and then there are two teams reporting into one another it actually helps because in the past uh, for a suite of products or i would say the entire suite of uh, some applications the product marketing team was reporting into me and uh, for an enterprise uh, geography uh, all the uh, demand generation activities uh, that team was was also reporting into me and that and a strong collaboration was there so to achieve that end objective it is very important so reporting into one lead makes sense and now also i'm looking at uh, the current um, uh, role that i have like product marketing also reports into me and customer marketing all the demand generation activities for the existing customers also report, report into me so now uh, there is a very close collaboration and the thought is conveyed by the voice beautifully to the audience and it helps so that's my thought okay yeah i have a very contrarian point of view to this um the overall uh, like while when you see it from a product perspective or maybe a company perspective it makes sense but overall the character arc of marketing is moving from being a support function to a, a revenue uh, function and that basically means you like marketing orgs and subogs signing up for revenue and that is happening like across at least in saas if you are not doing it you are maybe 5 years behind when i talk about revenue uh, signing up for revenue i have never seen a product marketing function doing that so with that on board you really need somebody who understands the uh, like taking up revenue as a goal uh, kind of a function and that's the why the business, evolution... side, the business side of things yes and that's why the evolution of growth team has become from uh, campaign management from digital marketing to demand generation and now to growth because what it really represents is the business growth uh, side of things and while uh, while a central cmo and a mini cmo and a micro cmo concept is very valid what it really translates into is uh, a growth uh, head at the top of it because he understands the markup side uh, he or she i'm sorry understands the markup side of things the strategy part the growth functions as well as the product marketing functions because the second level and third level people dotted line reporting into him gives a more holistic perspective rather than just uh, being the creative head uh, for that product and this is uh, is in in my uh, understanding is the near uh, near term uh, evolution of uh, marketing as a uh, function ashish so yeah i, I think dipto like uh, i mean uh, i like the, if there's a product owner uh, basically what i feel is 
the person uh, the main focus of that person is to first you know come up with a strategy of how you know you're going to uh, evolve this product how you're going to take it to market etc because what i'm seeing is like uh, there are two types of content typically which get made right like if there's product marketing they will uh, come up with a lot of content which talks about the product etc which is used much lower down in the funnel which is a very critical part of your sales cycle but it's you know used lower down in the funnel used to enable sales and also uh, by marketing but uh, if you look at a lot of what uh, the demand generation team or the digital team etc does today is uh, you know get interest of people at the top of the funnel and i think for that there is uh, like you know content or whatever is required is very different from something which like a uh, very product focused content can help over there because just to to get people interested uh, in your uh, product you need to uh, you know come up with a lot of content which is uh, you know a lot more generic thought leadership focused etc so i don't think uh, i mean just like a hardcore uh, focus on product related content would help at this stage so that kind of uh, thinking needs to be present when you're attacking this stage of the funnel and to be honest like uh, if you're making something and people are not searching for it or are not expecting that kind of content you know uh, on typical social media channels etc then uh, you know it's not going to work as much so it it does make sense to kind of look into you know what's actually working over there and then kind of putting your own brand spin on it and coming up with that and that can only happen when you have that kind of uh, research process you know around that uh, thought leadership content so i i think that there is this kind of a difference which comes in when you're only looking at product focused content compared to like a lot of thought leadership content which actually works fantastically well at the top of the funnel so that's what i anybody else any other points okay so uh, my uh, question now is that you know uh, one of the challenge one of the things which is happening is that growth marketing is usually easily measurable okay the mql in fact there is a funny thing there is now mal mql SQL, SAL, SQO, SQO. Five stages before it becomes a uh, whatever an opportunity. Okay. There's also PQL that's come into the mix. Yeah, PQL. The PQL. Somebody it called of your LinkedIn update. Huh? Yeah. It reminds so, me of your LinkedIn update. A signed contract would be taken as an MQL from <laughs> couple of yeah. months. It is actually happening. You know, I five years back, uh, uh, downloads was taken as a MQL. Okay, so when I joined Netcore. I was told that no, only demo request is an MQL. So <laughs> me and Ankit studying, we didn't see it. Anyway, so uh, uh, Ankit is Ankit uh, Sharma, not Agarwal Manshu. So, uh, uh, so this, uh, uh, so my thing is, uh, growth is easily measurable. Product marketing, the uh, growth says escapes. Uh, they are, uh, they talk uh, in terms of uh, content downloads, how much time, how many have you shared. Uh, and all the stuff growth marketing says the product marketing is just content creator uh, product marketing says growth marketing is just uh, numbers uh, excel sheet uh, managers okay uh, where does the twin meet uh, what do you think on this lines where uh, and another thing is that uh, can they collaborate because i'll tell you when i started this function in one of my previous organization product marketing uh there was an upheaval major negativity there was a senior person who left and is now in fresh works and the reason he cited was because he wanted to do product marketing and somebody else wanted to do growth market demand generation whatever would happen okay let's not get into the politics of it but uh, eventually uh, and a lot of people presently also i spoke today in the morning with someone who is just about 2 years old and uh, she said that look i don't want to be in product marketing 
uh, its content creation. Okay, so uh, where is this? I mean, what is happening? I mean, how many people agree with that? How can you uh, how can you make each one love each other, other another? I think uh, I think product marketers and growth marketers at the core of it realize that they can't function without the other. Uh, they are basically like two hubs of the same uh, two spokes of the same wheel. Uh, what's important to understand is that when it comes to growth marketing, it is a far more evolved function within marketing itself, which is why there is more clarity in terms of tactics, strategy, and metrics that matter the most. When it comes to product marketing, it means different things to different companies. So while we have like a basic basket of OKRs or KRAs in place that would revolve around go-to market, your sales enablement, customer marketing, all of that. Uh, the thing is aligning those OKRs to a particular company and at what stage they find themselves at in their evolutionary curve, that becomes a challenge, which means that on occasions there can be a KRA turf war between growth marketing and product marketing. Just I'm going to cite an example from mm. the recent past itself, where uh, at Netcore Cloud, something like Annihilations and you know PR was, a, I can't say a bone of contention, but it was a question of who's going to pick this up between growth marketing and product marketing. I see Rohit smiling, so he knows what I'm talking about. So when OKRs are not clearly defined uh, for a function like product marketing, which could be new in the larger ecosystem of a company, in that case, that entire KRA turf war is something that does flare up from time to time. So that's one point I wanted to uh, bring out. Um, I'm going to wait for some of the other points to come out and then I'll add a few. Yeah. Go ahead. When it comes to success metrics, eventually I wouldn't say that product marketers are content creators. Uh, and to your earlier point, no, no, that, I, I'm not saying that, but there's a perception that it is like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's, okay, so don't uh, mistake me on that. Please. No, no, perfectly fine. So that's the reason I'm since it's a war. Though you mentioned that it's a war, so you have to fight. <laughs> so I'm mentioning so uh, product marketers are not content creators, or and and growth marketers are also also not those guys who manage Excel sheets or do uh, analytics and those kind of things. I completely agree to the fact that obviously. Um, and, and I would stick to my earlier point where thought and voice should work uh, together. Uh, and product marketing, as uh, rightly mentioned by Ashish, would always create content. Now, content, not just product focus, but thought leadership as well. I would cite one example from the company. Like, uh, say, for example, we are focusing on AI and product marketing is talking about AI, AI, AI. But just because RPA uh, is so jazzy and it so uh, appeals to the audience, other consulting firms, other vendors are talking about RPA, growth marketing will start talking about RPA. But that's against our strategy. We are not talking about uh, um, RPA, it's only AI. Now, though these are synonymous, but our corporate strategy revolves around AI and RPA is totally different. Similarly, another example, now growth marketers will feel that, okay, uh, trending topic is, topic is blockchain. Let's promote that because everybody is talking about it. Competition is talking about it. But then corporate strategy and product marketing says that, okay, blockchain is not in our roadmap. Boss, we are not selling it. What if sales lead would come and what we will showcase? This is not our strategy. Let's not talk about this. Now, this is a war. To actually uh, uh, come to a solution 
That's the solution that it should be one team. When growth marketing would report into product marketing and a product lead, as as Dipto you mentioned initially, where mind and thought uh, and voice are obviously correlated to each other and success matrix are same nowadays i don't think product marketing is uh, measured just by how many content pieces you created actually we are measured on matrix like website traffic website uh, uh, page downloads feature social adoption. actions yeah feature adoption social actions uh, on social media and anal- like if if i just talk about analyst community recognition mentions if i talk about prospects leads and clicks leads and clicks are not coming that means product marketing is not creating content or they don't have a right kind of messaging okay customers we are not cross selling why because content uh, talent acquisition why talent acquisition is not, not ready uh, for a uh, you know, for for hiring because they don't have a good corporate strategy and messaging and content from product marketing okay so all these prospect customers analyst uh hr everybody is using content which is created by product marketing essentially that kind of messaging is disseminated across various different channels and even partners like if partners are selling our product it should be in, uh, like there should be a kind of correlation between our messaging and the partner messaging because they are reselling our product so in that case i would just like to mention there sh- there should be a correlation and success matrix should be same so one should be obviously leads engagement social actions downloads clicks and all should be attributed to both the teams not just growth marketing so, and so that's when yeah so um, yeah. let me interrupt and ask yeah. this question specifically to rohit only yeah, yeah, yeah. rohit in your previous role at netcore you were responsible for uh, uh, social followers website traffic likes engagement now she is saying that uh, she uh, it's not your measurement it's a it's product marketing measurement so are you going to let go of this kind of uh, yeah or is it going to be joint responsibility we have a product marketer from netbar why don't you ask him <laughs> no you answer no i'm asking you <laughs> <laughs> no no i i'm just and just taking a dig at that is a brother so uh, i mean uh, i i mulchery it was a beautiful answer that you made everything about product marketing i'm sure you are a great evangelist there so <laughs> today i am supporting product marketing tomorrow if i will support growth marketing you will see beautiful statements there as well <laughs> no, so i am i am uh, uh, i am uh, what do you say complimenting your advocacy skills uh, nothing not taking a dig at you so uh, obviously like uh, i i don't think there's a clear demarcation of that but how i understand it personally is product marketing is very much responsible in defining that grammar i mean defining grammar and writing those sentences are two very different things most people in this world uh, take product product marketing to be excellent copywriters they don't need to be they need to be the guys who can define that messaging define that grammar so that everyone around in the company be it the uh, talent acquisition be it the lnd guys be it the uh, social media marketer be it the the S- grammar use the same words or similar words and talk about the same thing as if it's the product marketer who has written it there cannot be 100 product marketer you cannot write sdr emails right it's it's very impractical to think about that and that's why it's very impractical to think about that you can write social media copies you're not going to have that control over the organization it's a very very wishful thinking and it will never happen and that's why maybe uh, that is that is why the divide is there that how can i own the metrics if i don't own the outcome and which i can understand and i sympathize with that but 
saying that all the content uh, that that is to be used across an organization needs to be created by product marketing i don't think that's a recipe for scale you will have to hire like 100 people to do that and i i like we have all seen companies who have scaled to 500 million arr uh, with barely 20 people team and i'm talking about the likes of gongs and drifts of the world so that's the that's the dif- difference of opinion that i have with whatever monchri just said yeah which is uh, ba- basically um, which is why it's positioning and messaging and not just content right but that's one of the other challenges that happens internally for product marketing where they get tagged as a glorified content marketing or a content strategy team which means that everything from a whatsapp invite to an event to a, a product launch blog post and everything is considered product marketing's content baby so um, you know as rohit rightly pointed out uh, there's another side to this Ashish, you want to take something on this? Your 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 uh, metrics have been uh, served. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, we. I I would say, like you know, uh, as a growth marketer, obviously, what what uh, what you can't measure cannot grow, right? You have to measure. I mean, uh, measurement is a very big part of. I would say, like a very big part because till you actually don't measure and understand what are your uh, like in in case of B two B marketing, uh, like uh, there are such long sales cycle. you don't understand which channels are kind of contributing to your initial touch points which are influencing your entire purchase journey etc i i don't i don't see how the process can be meaningfully improved you know going forward because if you don't know then you can't improve right so i i do think definitely like measurement is a very big part but like if if, if i look at you know the removing uh, the product mar- uh, marketing contribution even if it's we say it's you know primarily content i don't think growth marketing can function without that because the content is kind of the life blood of what is going on and vice versa even for product marketing i don't think without these kind of insights which i was talking about the kind of analysis we run what's working in the market we are running a, a let's say a paid ads program that kind of tells you in which market which content is kind of resonating right or we have seen things like when we started atta- attacking europe ma- uh, market Uh, the same content was not working but when we get it translated into local languages tweak it a little bit here and there then it starts working so i think it's a combination of both the content and the measurement which will make a difference so i think these two teams better learn to work together if they don't then it's a loss overall for the company but but yeah i mean i yeah, like since you since you mentioned the metrics so i think that is critical for both of them if you don't measure and understand things then you're not going to improve like there's no way you can improve till you do that so i i do think that it is important for us and one more important trend uh, dipto that i've been seeing now product marketers are also involved in uh, high potential customer deals like recently in our organized organization there was more like a kind of high potential deal where product marketing was involved to create that kind of specific specific messaging not just content i would say specific uh, specific messaging how to fight against those objections those challenges and not just about product but entire thing what about it security what about implementation what about customer support these kind of content pieces and thought that suits a c level person sitting on the other side of the table evaluating us against vendors so i think uh, where we can actually contribute to revenue obviously some portion of it but at least contributing to revenue there are special programs nowadays strategic programs like uh, uh, competitive uh, 
differentiation programs or replacement programs or focusing on high potential customer retention kind of programs where product marketing is playing a role. Uh, and of course, uh, that is how we're contributing to revenue indirectly as well. Okay, so uh, let me ask a yes no kind of a question. Uh, I'll ask, I will name some functions and you tell me whether you should report to product growth or to some other function, within marketing function, okay? Uh, and we uh, one by one, okay? Uh, so I'll go with uh, Ashish first. So event marketing, Ashish, should we report to growth product or should it be independent function? I mean, given this, uh, assuming that the organization has some scale, Okay, because it's a very small organization, obviously. Everything. I, th I think if there's a GTM, maybe it can report into that. No, no, no. Just the, which one? Uh, just no qualification. What? Who should it report? Uh, with okay. product, with product, growth product. marketing, product, product. Even product. even marketing should look for, report to growth marketing. Uh, yeah. Product marketing. Okay. Product marketing. Uh, Hundred percent product marketing because at the end of the day, it's one of the uh, activations that uh, a product marketer would get to test messaging and positioning on. So, so you are I saying would... no. The choice of the events uh, and everything, all that everything, negotiation, I, right from marketing. identifying the event to actually figuring out what to go and present there, whom to present to, and setting up those uh, breakout meetings, etc. That should be product marketing's uh, baby. Rohit. A third team independently working, uh, licensing with product marketing as well as growth. Okay, product marketing for sure, and it has happened in Zykus also, like the ma major user conference that we are conducting it's under product marketing. And in general, I think I'm seeing that kind of trend. And uh, okay, next is uh, uh, internal communications. I know nobody is interested in that because uh, it's gone into That's HR now. Only product marketing. Uh, yeah, see, I told you, no, this, no, nobody wants so it. No, I'm, I'm going to say independent in this case. I'm going to walk the... So I have, I have reasons why I'm telling this, but yeah. I thought it was a yes or no. What, what are the reasons? So, I mean, if you're not marketing it internally, you will never be uh, successful in marketing it externally because even if your customer is saying a certain line or, uh, or treading a certain line of messaging and if your sales guy is is not speaking the same language or your pre-sales guy is not speaking the same language, then you are do not doing the justice. And even if you're training the sales guys and the pre-sales guys, if that communication is not consistent across your customer success slash support, the entire user life cycle that you need to build for that product adoption, it sort of breaks. So you like it or not, product marketing has to own it because that consistent line of messaging. And I'm not saying that uh, you will have to write that messaging, but at least like going back to my earlier point, that you'll have to direct it and that that can only come when you have that ownership but rohit in the case of internal communication it's not just product or feature focused right it's a lot more than just that so uh, for it to lie under product marketing would not Wait, are we talking about corporate communications or something no no internal communication the diwali party the, the there you go rohit i okay sorry <laughs> grossly mistaken it it should ideally be hr or some admin function or, or yeah. something Okay, There's okay. got to be an internal communication no, team that reports into the sure. I knew I wanted to know that because nobody is actually interested in this function, uh, actually not in marketing. Uh, so it is moving into HR, by the way. That's yeah. the, okay. Absolutely. It is, it is moving into HR. Uh, so uh, second, uh, IC, defining the ICP, who should be responsible for it? Product marketing. Absolutely. I think sales, sales team. 
product marketing with inputs from sales and sales yeah. engineering yeah and product marketing should have a veto on that because they are the guys who are, who will actually create the first line of messaging and uh, until and honestly if a product marketer is not very through with the icp they can never do a good job of it they got to monkey ट Uh, when you are actually running campaigns or doing something you will realize that there are a lot of adjacent you know let's say titles etc which should should get targeted which have got missed out so there is definitely a lot of scope to add to what you already have out there so maybe that that kind of refinement can be done by people like uh, maybe growth marketers also over a period of time i think okay and finally uh, analyst relationships who should it ideally report into ideally okay i'll just to give you a, a yeah Uh, SaaS companies, AR, big SaaS companies. Okay, not as big as, uh, not as big as Salesforce or whatever, but say Coopers and all this stuff. AR is now become has become an independent function. Okay, so uh, sometimes reports to the CEO also. Okay, uh, so uh, AR. Ideally, if it is supposed to report into marketing, what is who is it supposed to report? To? Should it be independent marketing function or should it report to product or should it report to growth? Should it report to something else? i have absolutely zero experience there but what i'm seeing right now in the organization that i work for it has again like it has been shifted out of marketing into an independent organization and that's sort of becoming the norm it's a, it's sort of the category creation category, category evangelization evangeling sort of the vertical that is there so ar and uh, yeah that's i but yeah i have no uh, first hand experience of that i think yeah. it depends on the size of the uh, company also and where they are at in terms of initiating conversations in, in the ar realm but uh, i i what i've seen is that uh, it is either a hardcore kra uh, for product marketing uh, and depending upon you know how fast the company is going then it gets spun off into an independent function within marketing itself ERPR becomes a completely different ball game, especially when you have uh, multi-product SaaS companies. I agree. In fact, if it is independent, it's independent. But I've many years I've been handling AR along with product marketing, so uh, I think it gels really well with product marketing uh, when it is part of the marketing function, as you mentioned. If it's if it's marketing then because uh, we are aiming at product leadership so obviously gartner magic quadrant and forester wave of the world is pretty critical in saas world and everybody is obviously striving for that product leadership and so it gels really well with product marketing yeah. you know yeah. thoughts on that no i i, I agree with uh, pradyut what he said that it can start off with uh, like uh, reporting into product or being managed by product marketing and then slowly evolving into a separate team as the company matures when there's more focus required okay so there is a small information uh, the reason ar is moving out of product marketing or sometimes even out of marketing is because gartner if you see the ar reports that gartner has published of late they are nudging uh, it to move out of marketing okay they are saying it is a specialized function one and second reason they want is that gartner and marketing are not uh, gelling that well uh, be, uh, because remember they have a product which they talk to marketing as in marketing become their customers so like uh, gartner for product marketing teams the product right so if ar becomes part of that they lose revenue 
so it's a gartner push and uh, when something like gartner uh, takes up stands and all the stuff they are able to convince big companies and then it percolates down all right so okay Sir, so right, new team, new budget, new line, line of art, oh, item. Man, money, money. So money talks. Yes. Or that, it's, that, a, it's a lobbying yeah, effort. <laughs> okay, so I, I'll just give you a small uh, yeah, instance. There's a product called Gartner for Product Marketing Team because I'm doing it right now. And Gartner for Product Team. There's only three modules. Trust me, only three modules, which is nine analytics, which are separate. You know how much extra you have to pay for that? Extra. One crore, seven lakhs. Just for nine analysts. <laughs> Annually. I think if this was not recorded, we would have a longer conversation around this point, but I'll let that go. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I'll, since we're running a little short on time, I'll have a quick question. How do you reduce the friction between these two, these two teams? There is friction, right? So, I mean, we already saw it. So how do you reduce the friction? What would be some of the best practices? With a lot of quotes around it. I have not seen it enough. I'll I'll let Molchri or uh, Ashish answer that, and then I maybe I'll add my point of view. I think uh, both these teams need to report to a CMO. That can help. That's what happening right right now, or is yeah. it? Yeah. So I mean, I think uh, that. So, but, can... the, but that friction has not gone away. I mean, Zykus, uh, the friction is there. I mean, maybe I don't know. Last year and a half, what it happened, but it was definitely there. Uh, uh, I certainly there's friction. Uh, so. Uh, right now, I'm in a startup, so I can't say uh, if this friction is totally my fault. But uh, the Netcode, uh, there was a little bit of friction. Uh, uh, so everywhere, I have seen friction. I have, sp- I have spoken to quite a I few think, of them. And think, uh, the idea is that, oh, they look, they cont- they're content creators. I think, uh, I think, Dipto, uh, I think one thing which, uh, like, uh, what I felt is, you know, both the sides uh, also need to be better trained and educated on what the other side also does. For example, if you take any growth marketer and ask them, you know, what the product is about, what, what is it features, what are your roadmaps? I don't think you'll get a very convincing answer unless that person is very invested into, you know, the product. But uh, if you, uh, like, similarly, if you take a product marketer today and ask them about, you know, what's happening in the world of growth marketing, what uh, SEO, how it functions or how paid advertising functions or how, how to measure stuff, you know, uh, in analytics, they won't have a, a very, like, hardcore understanding into how things work. I think that that, that education is also lacking across uh, both both the teams is what I feel. I think that can help uh, overall to understand you know wh- what value the other uh, team is kind of actually bringing in into the entire process. I think that that is missing a lot uh, is what I feel. That can help. I think. Anybody else? I think regular uh, meetings and connects uh, as well as proper planning can help because ultimately both the teams are aiming towards one single goal which is obviously success and better revenue and better opportunities. So I think uh, regular connects would definitely help. And apart from that, uh, product marketing and growth marketing, both functions need to be proactive in identifying sales needs, market needs, and then working towards it rather than being more reactive in the nature and just like uh, fulfilling uh, the needs in the sense like, okay, this is demand for a content, let's create a demand for a campaign, let's do it. So rather than that, uh, market understanding, product understanding is very important and then proactively working towards that single goal uh, in collaboration with each, each other would make sense. Okay, I have uh, one and a half more questions. Uh, quickly answered. What do you think are the skills required for a growth marketer and a product marketer? Are they same or should, are they different skills? 
I mean, uh, can uh, I know a lot of people have moved across functions, but uh, ideally, if you are looking to hire a person, Rohit, under your team, what is the skill that you'll require? Uh, you look for and uh, produce when you hire someone in your team. What would you look for, or Monchi or uh, Ashish? Skills, okay, skills. What is it? Skills that you look for. Say, skill is like be comfortable with numbers or research skills is a skill. So I personally am a very uh, a bit skewed towards generalists, uh, and I'll tell you why. Because growth marketing in itself, like we have three to four names in the past five years, it's a very dynamic uh, mix of uh, strategies and tactics, and it has it has been changing. Like every couple of months, you see something new coming in. Like what is ABM anyway? Like you, so there there is a discussion about everything that has evolved and changed over the years. So. Honestly, when I look at people, I see a generalist with an analytical bent of mind uh, and also who can just be aware and figure it out. And uh, that's that's exactly what my team has been. And that's I have done it like three times with similar kind of people. And I have seen extreme success with that. And I am a bit inclined towards that. Honestly, like pre-existing know-how of platforms really doesn't make any difference for me when I'm hiring people. So smart generalists who can figure things out and who can get up to speed very quickly. I think over and above that, uh, curiosity and coachability is something I try and gauge very soon in my conversations and even when I'm having follow-up rounds through maybe a case study, etc. Uh, why those two are important is because curiosity and coachability will actually cover the entire spectrum of what you will eventually need um, skill, uh, you know, comfort with tools uh, an analytical bent of mind. That's going to take you further down the line. All of that sort of like becomes a byproduct of those two particular skills that I actually look for. So that's just something I'm throwing into the mix. When I recruit people, so I would definitely agree with uh, Rohit in the sense that I would also look at a person who is a uh, who is a jack of all trades, but a master of few, of course. So when it comes to product marketing and growth marketing, I would look for drive, good drive. Uh, marketing acumen is very, very important. That marketing bend of mind is very, very important. Then communication, verbal and written irrespective of any role in the marketing that is very crucial but master of few i would say in product marketing i would say uh, if a crude dump of data is given uh, to a person that person should be able to build good story out of that dump of data and storytelling messaging and that kind of thinking is very important that thought and in uh, growth marketing i would say more of analytic skills and number crunching and then number driven approach that drive to get to those numbers, maintaining yet maintaining quality along with volume. So that's what I would say. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with what Molly said, uh, like, uh, I think uh, making sense of, uh, you know, things by looking at small sets of data or large sets of data and taking a decision based on it, I think that itself covers, you know, 60 to 70%, I would say all the other things can be taught. But if that uh, basic bent of mind is there, then you can take that and involve into a lot of things. Also, like one interesting thing is like when, when, we, when I'm hiring for somebody for SEO kind of a role, right? So I actually prefer people who are a little OCD. Like, for example, uh, this is something I used to ask them. Like, uh, if, How will you know who is OCD? So like, I'll tell you one question. Dipto, like I, I used to uh, ask people is that if there's a uh, like a clock in your house, right? And it's not working. 
so like how soon would you want to change change the battery and get it working again because a person who has ocd he will he will he cannot stand uh, you know a clock which is not functioning in his home so i i would want such people because such people want everything proper and right which needs to be done in case of things like seo everything needs to be tagged everything needs to be done in a proper way so this is something which actually i got from a uh like a colleague many years back but i i i feel that it makes sense like if if there are such people then they can do a better job in these be kind of be careful of that kind of person during appraisal time huh? he will yeah. bug you bug you to death <laughs> i well, don't have any such disorders and i think i am a seo person i very no, strong no no it's not it's not a thumb rule rohit <laughs> i have to put it out because that's a very bad measurement of somebody's skill and yeah, yeah. no it's just just on a no lighter note also. ashish is more like uh, we are an equal opportunity hiring company <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I would just like to add to Ashish's point that what is important for any marketing professional is attention to details, and that is important. So I think that's what he wanted to say, right? Okay. So last a uh, half question. See, um, I had an argument few months back with someone. Uh, I have not seen a, a SaaS uh, SaaS is ten years old kind of industry, but even in IT for that matter, a CMO or a VP says VP marketing becomes becoming the CEO. Okay. um i haven't okay you might come first okay uh, but in b2c it is filled with them. most the uh, ceos of levers or next days and all this stuff come from the marketing function okay so do you think as apart from you four of course do you think this uh, a cmo will become a ceo ever of a saas company i don't think so because to become a ceo you need to be in a company for more than 5 years and cmos are there for one and a half two and a half three years at max so it will always be there no i think uh, uh, b2b why it, why it is not happening and it might happen nobody knows the future for sure of course and i think that that uh, trend is in the right direction where uh, ceo like the people who usually become the ceos i have seen are people who are owning business numbers and that is what really matters in a b2b scenario or that is what you are made to believe that it matters and marketing was always looked at to be as a afterthought or maybe a support function but with that changing now and with more and more cmo coming to the forefront and taking uh, like having the guts to take decision and taking decisions i think uh, that particular angle will change and i i just hope that i live to see that day yeah yeah so with the entire shift uh, you know with the concept of the product owner coming in uh, taking more responsibility in terms of signing up for numbers etc uh once internally that mini cmo or the product owner um, can actually develop that confidence in producing results week in week out quarter in quarter out i think that will definitely increase the chances of someone moving into a senior leadership or strategic or even csc uh, ceo level uh, role moving forward but uh, it's a function of time i don't see that happening anytime soon uh, so we'll have to wait and watch i think it's a very uh, new thought and uh, dipta you had an argument i'm sure uh, that this was your brain child and it's new thought to me and it's uh, so exciting and it's good and what i have seen i'm just like trying to be very logical that if it can happen or not in in my organization i've seen all different kinds of cmos and all were uh, advisors to the ceo and very good advices in the sense not just marketing strategy but business strategy and that 
particular angle is very important for a CEO. So I definitely can support that and say that it can happen. Ashish? Yeah, I mean, uh, in my experience, I've seen, you know, CEOs uh, mostly of SaaS companies, typically they come with a more focus on product, like uh, more, uh, you know, product orientation rather than the market aspect, which then takes uh, care of by the CMO, who, as Molly said, becomes the advisor to the, like a key advisor to the CEO. I, I think in SaaS, there are like marketing and product. These are the two core things, right? Which any SaaS company will have. So I've not seen uh, many, uh, you know, uh, marketing people starting a, a SaaS company with a very hardcore focus on marketing and then get, setting up a product team. Give, so, it, give, uh, it, give it five months, give it five months. So I've not seen, uh, like, uh, like I've not seen that till now. <laughs> so uh, I think that's the reason why it's not happening. But I, I do feel that, you know, uh, marketing is definitely, I think it's, it's as important as the product. I don't know why it's not happening because uh, like uh, places where people, they focus more on the product and then the marketing starts pretty late when the product uh, is made, etc. So it becomes too late in the game. So I think marketing definitely plays a role uh, in the initial stages too. So yeah, as you said, uh, it, it might, uh, I mean, it, it might happen going forward, hopefully. Okay, so any uh, last questions, any last comments? I would just like to say everything is fair in love and war. So it was a war. But everything is fair. <laughs> now this just uh, petered out to become an episode of Hum Saas Saas Hai because product marketing and growth marketing, we basically have come to the realization um, that uh, we need to work uh, together, right? At the end of the day. Uh, and neither function can survive without the other. So uh, closer collaboration, cohesion, and, um, you know, uh, agreement in uh, final metrics that we need to be driving and a clearer understanding of what each function is up to and what they're driving. I think uh, that sets the recipe for uh, a SaaS marketing team that is bound to scale and succeed. Rohit, any last comments? Yeah, it, uh, I mean, I have not had a very long career till now. It's just been seven years, but I can say with conviction that seven years ago, both the roles that we are debating about did not exi uh, exist. So keep an open mind. The world might surprise you. Ashish? Yeah, I mean, uh, I kind of agree with uh, everybody. Here. You know, like it's not, uh, you know, we cannot exist in silos. We have to be kind of... We actually, this is the biggest myth. We are all in silos. Yeah, I mean, we say... <laughs> Everybody wants to collaborate, but when, when it comes to doing it, unfortunately, I mean, it, it does happen in silos. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, with things like, you know, ABM, etc. coming, wherein people have to get on to the same page to kind of, you know, move the ball forward. I think that's the way going forward too. So there'll be, I think, a lot more collaboration and our roles will maybe expand out of what is like traditionally defined as product marketing or growth marketing and become maybe more comprehensive than, than what it is right now. Yeah. Okay, uh, thank you guys. I'm just stopping the recording.